Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come and see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Eco Solutions. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and this is the Get Synced series. Today we have, all the way from Italy, is Paola Di Flore, flower, and she's going to bloom for us today with information. A lot of people, when they're looking at climate change and the change of climate that we need to bring about, everybody's thinking about renewable energy. But what we really need to be looking at is renewable e-commerce. There's always money, the bottom line of every single thing that we do. And this is her forte. It is about sustainability, sustainability both for humanity and industry, how we can actually all come together and find that sustainability in our economics so we can make the changes into positive energy, both uh, practical energy that, that empowers us and the energy that is within us. Because only when we're willing to embrace the change can we be the change that is necessary. So we're going to dive into a wonderful conversation today about how we can gain our sustainability, how we can do it in a way that isn't threatening, that isn't fearful, and that every single one of us could be a part of or get behind and support. So wonderful to have you on the show, Paula. Beautiful to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. And uh, it's really a pleasure uh, to be here with you and all your uh, guests today. Well, the people that are listening to these series, um, and there's been so much that we've had already, wonderful nuggets of information and empowerment. Um, they're ordinary people who have decided to, to follow a path, you know, that is a part of the solution to the global problem. And a lot of people think, well, yes, they're in that position, that's their job or that's their passion. We forget it's always ordinary people that do the extraordinary things that change everything. And so we all have the power within us to actually help the change along and be a part of that solution, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you just mentioned, Sarah, yes, we are in, um, in a moment of big changes, hmm. uh, I would say. Deep changes that uh, are about not only, you know, our planet, so the overall planetary ecological system, mm. but I would say also um, all of us as mm. uh, humanity, as human beings. Uh, so it's, uh, it's really like being uh, in, a, in, in a moment of uh, transition. You know, and usually when we listen to this word, we think about uh, our individuality. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we are... Uh, we are doing this sort of journey together. We have our larger community and uh, uh, it's getting more and more necessary to become aware of such a journey, such a, a challenge, such a, um, an important moment we are all going through together. Yeah. I always say it's the I am joining the we are, you know, and it's um, when you step into your I am, I am this uh, this is my instrument this is what i play and i'm going to join the we are the orchestra of life so we can play in sim you know in harmony and create a symphony we have to know what our part is in it don't we and that 
what ignites a passion within you that you want to stand up for, that you want to speak out for. And that's where it all starts, doesn't it? You know, here on this Get Synced series, I've just realized we're both in synced and striped tops. <laughs> so I'm blue, you're pink there. And that's the thing is uh, the synchronicity of desire to live in a world that is peaceful, harmonious, sustainable, you know, um, productive is something we all want. But there's been so much chatting about yelling at each other instead of let's sit down and find the common denominator and, and how to find out those resolves by listening to one another and putting all options on the table and looking at it. We're really at that time where we really need to speak together don't we not at one another to one another yeah absolutely true sarah and uh, i would also add that uh, uh, each of us would need also to start uh, listening to ourselves yeah. our inner self mm -hmm. and i would say that uh, this is probably you know uh, the core of mm -hmm. everything to try to look at our inner values, what we really stand for, we feel passionate about, motivated, you know, um, because uh, I think this is very important to, to, to start the process of listening yes. to the other people as well. And uh, starting from our inner values, uh, um, it's also getting easier, you know, to open ourselves in the best simple and authentic way to the others mm -hmm. and these uh, these uh, process of listening uh, immediately um, creates uh, you know the basis for creating trust yes. and trust is absolutely at the base of everything and in particular in this moment in history to create uh, I would say a new sustainable society but also new sustainable economy or commerce as yes. you just mentioned this is fundamental i mean we continue to you know um care about uh, different source of renewable energy and obviously that's the best path we have to follow everyone the industry the businesses you know the families the community there's no other better solution than switch 100 percent uh, the sooner as possible yeah. to that kind of energy and uh, leave the fossil fuel era to go to a zero economy, you know, zero carbon economy. But uh, we won't be able to do that, uh, I believe, if uh, we're not at the same time working on ourselves, yeah. our community to, let's say, recreate that uh, uh, space that uh, can allow us to create sustainable uh, actions, sustainable uh, solutions, you know, and uh, I would say a better life for everyone. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. You hit the big word, and of course, it's, it's one of my favorite words, is community. Yeah. You know, uh, we're all part of a global community. Well, you know, it doesn't matter what happens in this country or that country. We are all residents of Earth. And what we do in one country has an effect on earth, which ricochets to another. So when we decide and we make the choice to step up into some accountability, some responsibility for our own actions and decide to be a part of that solution in our community, whether it be global or just your village, 
you know, it is, you're already being a part of the equation, the positive equation, but to deny it and say, oh, it's somebody else's responsibility. I don't need to do anything. You have actually stepped into being the problem. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And this is another key point, Sarah, you know, uh, stepping up for the problem or stepping up for the solution, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, this immediately puts ourselves uh, uh, on a path or the opposite. Obviously, uh, especially when we talk about, you know, um, the climate crisis, mm -hmm. that uh, I would say, not only me, but uh, uh, Al Gore in person says that it's already a crisis because uh, everyone can see, you know, the impacts of climate change. So it's already much happening, unfortunately. And uh, when we think about, you know, what is happening, we look usually at uh, these big challenges as a problem, you yes. know. Uh, in front of that, uh, we feel very, very little as human. Mm -hmm. We feel that uh, all we can do, nothing, mm -hmm. you know, or is not our problem. Yeah. There will be always someone else that yes. will take care of that problem. But in reality, if, uh, and, and this is, I would say, um, what is happening when we decide to take the path of the problem. You know, we see the challenge as a problem. But if we decide to see on the opposite way, to see at that challenge as an opportunity, we immediately look for possible solution. You know? And there are so many of them. Absolutely. When you decide yeah. to plug into that, it's an absolutely extraordinary. Yeah. They, you know, they always say the need brings about, you know, the creativity. Um, we're seeing right now a plastic crisis you know, in the world. If we do not clean those oceans up, we will have no fish. It's going to change the currents. It's going to change the weather. Uh, the domino effect is absolutely horrific. But we're seeing not only beautiful innovations of cleaning up the plastic, reusing the plastic, making canoes out of bottles, making homes out of, out of these plastic bottles, making roads out of the plastic. The thing is, it's like, oh, there's a problem in the ocean. The fish are dying. Yeah. So stop throwing your garbage in the ocean, be a part of the cleanup and maybe plug in some of that creative, wacky innovation in your head because you have no idea where it's going to go or what it's going to provide, right? As you said, we can't look to someone else. This is not the politician's problem. This is an earthly problem that we're a part of, but we need to empower our politicians on how to handle it because they're powerless right now, right? They haven't got the right tools, which of course, if you go back onto the shows, folks, and listen to the simple solutions, it's a brilliant way of getting your politicians involved. But it, it, we have to work together because the whole thing is, there are many solutions that you said out there. Masses of Mount Fossil Fuel has to go, but look at history. Look when the industrial revolution that came and how people fought back. Yeah. Then the Industrial Revolution became archaic mm -hmm. and new other uh, revolutions came about. All we're doing is stepping into another revolution that is more sustainable. Yeah, exactly, Sarah. And in fact, this is another revolution, mm -hmm. really. This is the sustainability revolution yes. that is really going on since few years. And uh, it can't be stopped. It won't be stopped because no. it is uh, too strong. 
Yes. You know, and also already there, happening. <laughs> it's already happening, and uh, you know, uh, it is also supported by. Uh, so many movements, mm. so many global movements. Yes. And if we think about uh, the climate movement, mm -hmm. I would say that uh, nowadays the climate movement is just like, uh, you know, the, the mother of all the environmental battles, mm. but it's key not only for protecting the environment and our planet Earth, it's key also for, you know, human rights, social yeah. justice, democracy, you know, and uh, the well-being of uh, our overall planet, mm. the overall ecosystem of which we are part. Because I think that one of the key issues uh, is, uh, you know, becoming aware as a uh, people as individual as a part of our family uh, groups uh, community you know workplace uh, that uh, we are part uh, of uh, systems mm -hmm. you know, that are part of other bigger systems mm -hmm. and uh, we need to start uh, uh, thinking in another way I would say really more like a systemic way you know because yeah. That's the way in reality, nature and all the natural resources work, you know? Everything has a job. Exactly. And they, and they work together. I mean, you look at the forest, you know, the trees and the amount of work that they do, the carbon, you know, the purification of the air, I mean, the shelter, the matrix uh, that they have underneath and the communication, um, the vibration that they set off. Everything has a job, a role to play. And that role in... The, the synchronicity and the, and the cohesiveness is actually what raised. Let's think about this. The planet was here a hell of a lot early, longer than we were, and it was doing fine without us. Mm -hmm. And then along came us, and we, especially in the last couple of hundred years, have treated it very badly. We haven't respected it. And we haven't looked at it as our sustainability or as our partner. We somehow got this idea that we're more superior. And that isn't the case. We are, as a species, designed to work together. Yeah. And this is something we seem to have forgotten. And we've gone off and especially industries have gone off. Oh, I want to monopolize this big monopoly. And it isn't about monopoly. It's not about competitiveness at all expense. It's about collaboration. Yeah. Right. It's about uh, global creativity. It's about bringing innovations from everywhere around the world, putting them on the table because they create together in their symphony the solution that we're wanting. So in a lot of ways, we've got to drop the borders, don't we? And we have to come to the table as human beings, yeah. not as you know, a Brit or a US or Italian or this, that, but as human beings. Exactly. And... Uh... I, I have these, uh, these other metaphor in mind, always thinking about, you know, the climate movement. Mm -hmm. And I think this relates uh, to what you just said. And uh, the climate movement to help us, can help us in this moment in history to build bridges in yeah. our world. And we need those bridges. Mm -hmm. We need to create that uh, global unity. 
Yes. You know, on, on, on different level, you know, for our well-being as human beings, for um, the present and future generation, but also to recreate a new economical system because uh, the one where we have, uh, I mean, it has served us, yeah. you know, in many different ways. But uh, just we mentioned before, a new revolution that is happening right now, you know, I mean, change is inevitable, you know. Resistance is futile. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we need also to acknowledge what yeah. is happening and uh, make it an opportunity, not yes. only for us as individuals, but for the overall community right. that we are all part of. Now, let's talk about the fear. And the fear yeah. is, you know, uh, obviously you've got the fear, um, I think the fundamental resistance to the change, to the more environmental way of practicing things is, is money. Or I don't want to lose my job. Or the company I don't want to lose. I mean, you think about petroleum. What, you know, in a massive industry it is. And they're afraid they're going to lose, obviously, you know, their, their power. But but what we're seeing, especially in a lot of the um, uh, um, coal mines and, uh, and sorry, other gasoline, um, petroleum plants, they're seeing they're pulling down the stacks and they're making those plants now uh, solar panel uh, plants of empowering. So it's just a switching over from what they have been doing to, uh, to this new technology and embracing the inevitable change, because if you don't change, you will become obsolete. But the fundamental fear of everybody is income. Yeah. Yeah. You don't is, want to lose it. Exactly, Sarah. It is so true. It's income. It's, uh, you know, uh, probably also the status quo. And obviously, it's about uh, uh, the labor, you know. Yes, the work. yes. Yeah. Uh, so um, what you just uh, mentioned is obviously about, uh, you know, uh, the movement of just transition, you know, mm. uh, and it, it, it's about especially uh, the fossil fuel industry. So it's about carbon, it's about uh, uh, petroleum, fuel, and also gas. Yes. But what is happening, and this is incredible if we think about it, is that uh, um, some of the, of, the, of the main company about these, uh, let's say, old polluting sectors are really transitioning from an old era, an old era to the newest yeah. one. And this obviously affects uh, jobs. Yes. So thousands of jobs have been created already in renewable energy sectors. And yes. it's not only about, you know, just brand new renewable energy companies or startup that have just, uh, you know, uh, started to work in their field. No, some of them, they, they are about the old companies, you know. Mm -hmm. So this is also a process of transitioning, you yes. know, the culture, the company culture, uh, the label culture. Mm -hmm. And obviously, this is about also, I would say, a big responsibility of this company to support their employees yes. to make this transition. Yeah. Because obviously, individually, you know, each employee, uh, I mean, obviously feels care about their present and futures. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's absolutely natural. It's human. <laughs> Each of us would be scared. Yes. You know? 
Yeah, there, there's, um, there was a couple of um, men, I can't remember their names, um, that was on TV a little while ago. Actually, it was on The Daily Show. And uh, it was all about this war in America on, on sustainability. And they were saying they're not worried. For the last 30 years, they've been building the sustainable platform of, of changing energy. And they had actually closed down nine coal mines and taken every one of those employees that wasn't close to retirement age and re-educated them. And now they're uh, far more savvy in tech, right? Okay. So they're trained in, in different type of tech now. They're earning more money. They're not putting their life at risk. They're healthier, yeah. right? And there is a bigger future for them because this tech industry is just growing, 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 growing right and so it's completely changed community lives so if we are willing to make the changes and the company is willing to make the changes and everybody comes together and say this is a learning curve that we're going to do slowly in that transition it isn't so knee-jerk and it isn't so paralyzing it just shows change is inevitable let's do it together and support one another and that will make the change easier but we have to have that approach don't we no, no, it's so true, Sarah, especially I think because of our Western culture mm -hmm. so far, you know, I mean, each of us in US, in Europe <laughs> have been told, uh, you know, to, to behave in a certain way, yeah. let's say in the, in, in, in the individual way, instead of uh, the group collective way, yes. you know, but I think that nowadays, especially in this moment of history, we do need to make this transition with our own thinking. Yeah. So it's not uh, I yeah. anymore. It's I, we. Yes. And the next step is we. Yeah. You know, so if we start thinking, you know, in everything we do in terms of uh, we or I and we together. Yes. So obviously yes. the I is fundamental yes. because it's about recognizing our yeah. inner values, you right. know, what, what we stand for. Mm. So it's about our personal contribution. Yes. But we we put this contribution, we offer our contribution and ourselves to the rest of the group for the benefits, the yes. well-being of everyone. Yes. So this is the way that we need to, you know, start thinking. And if we start thinking in this way, anything becomes possible. Right. Even in front of such a big challenges we are facing right now, just like the climate crisis, you know, or the big change that the industry, the economy has to make. Yes. From a, a, a carbon economy to a net zero carbon economy. Mm. Well, let's you know? talk about the economy. Because yeah. we've talked about the individual and what we can do. And basically, you seek out what there's so many changes going on. Which one do you resonate with and become a part of it, right? Become a part of the us, part of the we. But, and we've talked about industries have to change. But of course, we're going back to the economic side of things. Um, you know, in the, the simple policy, along with Nick and John, the book and the policy about um, voting in politicians that are willing to stand behind this policy, which is a cross, you know, bipartisan policy. It's a policy that um, serves every government because it's about the synchronicity of everybody making the changes to these policies around the world at the same time. So no one person has power over the other. Because mm -hmm. obviously all of these changes, there is an economic cost to it. Yes, 
obviously. Um, there's new training has to be done, new machinery that has to be done. A lot of stuff has to change. And we know the fear of the bottom line is people losing their job. But this change is going to happen, whether you like it or not. There's no point in fighting it. It is already in the process. How do we address the people that are really, you know, the companies that are scared about the economic side of things, of losing that power? How do you see this financial change, the climate of money in this industry changing in a way that will make them more embracing of the change? Hmm. That's a great question, Sarah, and thank you for asking these. Uh, so I think that, uh, um, you know, it's not only about economics, but it's also about finance. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, uh, the financial sector has already moved in, in the sustainability direction. You know, we, we hear about more and more about green bonds or, you know, green investments. And what is really happening is now that big investors have started to, uh, to stop funding, you know, let's say uh, the dirty industry, the old industry, and they are focusing exactly on the newest industry. Yeah. And obviously this is one of the greatest signs uh, that, uh, you know, the owners of the big company, the CEOs, the directors, the board of directors uh, ha have to face. I yes. mean, that's the best answer. You know, if the big investors are going already in that direction, the direction of renewable energy and all the best available technologies about green economy, I mean, the fears, you know, uh, of the changes... Uh, it's get with the program, isn't it? Because, you know, a lot of people think too that if we go to green and sustainable energy, that there isn't money in it. You know, there's money in oil. And of course, they have no idea. I mean, we have wind turbines, we have solar panels, we have many other forms of, of producing energy, innovations coming up every single day. There is so much industry around this, isn't it? That yeah. it really, it's just a question of, what did we do before computers came along and look how reliant we are on computers and then from the computer um, do you remember the computer used to be the size of a city block yes right you know and i um i was for it was 96 when i got my first computer and it was the dial-up to get the internet and everything was so slow yes. and look where we are now everything is on the watch exactly. you know it's that happened at such an escalation because it addressed so many needs. Now, the ecological side of technology is addressing so many needs. And whether you like it or not, it is happening. It is changing. But look at the industry that it's creating. There are plenty of jobs for all, aren't they? They're just different type of jobs. Uh, exactly. There are different types of jobs. And in fact, they are evolving. Mm -hmm. uh, with the transition, you know, yes. with the challenge. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they are already uh, created, you know, by the challenge that is seen as an opportunity and not as a problem. Because right. if you see a challenge as a problem, it would be very difficult to find a solution because yeah. you will go for the causes. Yes, but we, yes. don't, we don't need to look for the mm -hmm. causes. We need to find the solution. So we have already to, uh, you know, to start with a, a solution focus uh, 
direction, you yeah. know? And, and we will find the solution because uh, our mind is already projected towards yes, finding Yes, we're so creative, aren't we? Exactly. We're incredibly creative species. Again, computer folks, internet, everything we're doing here right now was somebody's creation. A spark of an idea that grew and grew and grew. And as I said, there is no stopping it now, right? So it's the same with our renewable energy. It is just, first and foremost, you have to change the thoughts in order to change the system. All right. And if we look at, oh, but I can't do that, then you're limiting yourself. And instead of being the species of inquisitiveness, Ooh, I wonder if I can do that. Well, that would be fun to try. Oh, I'm going to stretch my legs on this one and see how far I can go. If we start talking like that, then we will really find those innovations, the creativity. Look at the kids today. How many kids are coming up with innovations, extraordinary ideas, right? Because they don't believe they can't. They only believe they can. Exactly. And that's the main difference. Thank mm. you, Sarah, so much for pointing this out. And it, this is really the big difference about uh, the old culture we've grown up with and the new culture that we need yes. to embrace as mm. soon as possible. Because, yes. you know, just like, it's yes. just like... Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it, it, it just like when we talk about coaching. You know, mm. coaches support someone else in... Uh, uh, in seeing possibilities, in seeing opportunities, instead of being, you know, being feeling stuck. Uh, so, that's yes. exactly. so that's the main difference. Yeah. And uh, if we start thinking in this way, I mean, we can also take advantage even more of the many possibilities that uh, nature, you know, the ecosystem oh. services have offered us already and can still offer us even yeah. though we already use a lot of them but just to make you an example here in Italy there are a few startups company that they came up with incredible ideas they use some waste resources to create tissue to make clothes right. from orange from other fruit for example the waste of orange right. is amazing I mean could, could we imagine something like this about uh, even 10 years ago? Yeah. I don't think so, to be no. honest. And when you before mentioned oil, you know, mm. oil just like money. But nowadays, water yes. is just like uh, gold, yes. you know, and all the natural resources that we have are, are, are the Water-based. main, the best source of uh, richness. I wouldn't say money anymore because uh, we yeah. also need to trans, you know, to make another change. We need to transition to, you know, the terminology uh, about growth. But I would say prosperity. How can be, uh, you know, um, how can we create prosperity for our community, for everyone? Mm-hmm. Because not necessarily growing, you know, the system, the economics uh, uh, can create uh, wellness, well-being. For everyone, usually it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we've gone, we're going from the ivory towers where, you know, they're so high up in the clouds, they have no reality of what's going on on the ground and what the people really need. It's as long as they're, you know, 
in the cost of counting their goals, right? We're, we're going from that. And we're, of course, in still certain parts of the world, we're still seeing leaders that are in their ivory towers protecting the old paradigm as, you know, as desperately as they can. But, it, you know, what they don't realize is the, the tower at the foundation is crumbling and it's coming down whether they like it or not. Because it not, wasn't even necessary governments that started the movement. It was individual organizations who have started this. And now governments that are savvy have caught on. And they realize that the investment in humanity and planet will mm -hmm. produce profit, exactly. right? The investment in something that is harming our planet and producing profit only for a few is not serving our humanity. So the enrichment is within us. We are the abundance we seek. And when we change our perspective into a more enrichment, and that is love, caring, participation, possibilities, opportunities, creativity, then we actually realize where the riches really lie. And they lie in those beautiful souls of innovation and creativity. Yeah, yeah, so true, Sarah. And in fact, I would say uh, this is part uh, of the change and the transition as well, uh, in the sense that uh, we do need to um, move in this other direction. Yeah. What I mean is that, uh, uh, for example, we can't continue. You mentioned plastic before, you know, and obviously each of us, we cannot continue to, to consume, you know, to produce the huge amount of plastic in our everyday life. Right. At home, at work, everywhere. It's just impossible. Right. Impossible. Uh, but if we, you know, if we start to think uh, in another way, in, in the way that you just described, and we we start seeing ourselves uh, with the things that uh, we really need to feel better. Mm -hmm. First of all, inside with ourselves and then with the others. We immediately realize that uh, we are going to a time where not uh, the goods, you know, the concrete, the tangible goods would be important to us, but uh, what is in our minds, in yeah. our hearts. Yeah. you know what we will be able to share so yes. i would say our economy is going or is is better it will go as soon as possible towards a human service economy yes, yes. so the labor for example there would be less labor done with hands yeah and more and more labors that will require um an even greater use of our brains yeah you know, but not only at an individual level, but at a collective level, just yes. like uh, when computers are connected, yes. you know, mm -hmm. just creating networks, networks of minds. If we all plug in, we become the supercomputer. Exactly. Right? Because it is our collectiveness that creates mm -hmm. it. That. Now, of course, if you go and look at TV shows, you know, Star Trek and the collective, the Borg, the assimilation, which when you looked at communism, it started off as a principle of the idea of everyone sharing and being on equal footing, and then it became something else. Those were all forms of transition. You know, uh, that system didn't work. Where was it flawed? Let's do it better next time. 
But what we are looking at about is a collectiveness. You know, the universe is made up of collective energy. You know, it's all these different frequencies that create a harmony um, and an energy flow that generates. We are our own generators. We are our own energy. And when we step into our energy, rise up our, our frequency and our vibration, we're stepping into possibilities that you mentioned. We're stepping into creativity, but we're ste stepping into that collective energy. And then the I am my possibilities and bringing to the table of the we are in that collectiveness expands. And that is just science, right? Mm -hmm. Energy begets energy. It expands on each other. Mm -hmm. What we've seen in the world is the feeding of negative energy. Mm -hmm. And this is why we keep going around in spirals of war and dictatorship and killing each other and creating weapons of mass destruction mm -hmm. because we have been feeding the wrong energy switch the switch over to the positive energy of possibilities that serves mankind not kills mankind and we will see an expansion of energy like none other before that's so true sarah and this is such another important point and you mentioned science and uh, uh, yes absolutely the latest neuroscience study are saying that uh, you know uh, really uh, our brain is evolving yes in this way without even we 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 can realize this yeah but uh, it's really evolving yeah. you know and when uh, before i mentioned trust mm -hmm. trust is really at the base to allow our brain in particular the prefrontal cortex where you know creativity freedom uh system Absolutely. We, in this way, we allow our brains to continually evolve. Evolve for creating those uh, important collaboration, those networks, you know, that uh, we allow humanity, humanity to make that necessary step to yes. transition, you know. And this is exactly what we were referring at the beginning. It's not only about renewable energy in terms of economy, but uh, is also important, fundamental, the other part. Uh, and this is key. Yes. This is key. I mean, you, you know, you talk about the frontal lobe. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm totally off topic in a way, but I did this brilliant series on narcissism. And, you know, narcissistics are, are developed because they do not learn at that very young age empathy caring for another it's they're still in that flight or fight or that meme survival mode and mm -hmm. so they never develop caring or empathy for others now you're talking about this frontal lobe which we also refer to as the third eye and the mm -hmm. reason we refer to it as the third eye is that it sees something that sometimes our eyes are too blind to see mm -hmm. so i always say step out into the abyss blind deaf and dumb in order to see hear and feel because mm -hmm. sometimes we rely too much on these senses they block those other senses that are there that really want to show us the way. So I think sometimes we have to step out of ourselves, don't we? Absolutely. Go, you know, go deeper into ourselves to understand what it is we're really seeing. Yeah. I say this about knowledge. You can have an awful lot of knowledge. You can be the most knowledgeable person in the world. If you don't have the wisdom on how to use that knowledge, then it's just knowledge. You're just a library. It's when that person opens that book and knows what to do with the knowledge. That's where it becomes the empowerment. 
And this is what we're asking people to do right now. Open that frontal lobe of your empowerment, of your inner knowledge, because we cannot stop this expansion. It's already gathered a momentum and it's kind of, you know, get on the boat or sink. <laughs> really, we're at that stage, aren't we? Absolutely. It's so true. And uh, yeah, I would also add, you know, the importance, not only empathy, but uh, uh, obviously emotional intelligence, yes. but also I would say conversational intelligence. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, these That's again relate to trust. To yeah. trust, you know, yes. to the ability to listen, but uh, listen at a different level, a deeper and deeper level. And also ability to communicate mm. uh, in different ways, you know, uh, starting from what's my intention? Mm. Mm-hmm. What's really my intention? Do I want to create collaboration? Do I want to share? Or do I want to just exchange information? Or do I want to prevail? Right. You know, on the other per- with the other person, on the other person. So the intention and the attention. Yes. To intention that we have and attention that we, we, we have also yeah. is fundamental. And uh, this is also what is affecting our brains, the evolutions of our brain. And what uh, uh, the neuroscience are working also at this time is uh, the deep connection that uh, there is uh, with uh, let's say our heart brain as yeah. they they call it and our our brain you know divided in into the different parts uh someone says uh, five considering you know the the, the prefrontal cortex and the neocortex mm-hmm. uh, two different parts some other the, the old schools say three <laughs> parts mm-hmm. of the brain you know but uh, Everything is connected, you know, and this connection deep inside of us uh, also reflects outside Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and can create other connection with other people, other human beings. Resonating. That's the resonance. What is the resonance of you? Now, for so long, probably even for the last century, everything has been head up. What's your intellect? How important are you? How many letters by, by your name? And what we stopped doing was the instinctual trusting the gut, the soul, divine knowledge, the heart, the resonance with it, the spirit, and actually the intention of what we're going to do in action, right? And then the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. I love the attention to the intention and the intention to to attend something, right? It's really important. Uh, I, I was talking to a scientist once, and during our conversation, he had a little epiphany, and he said, I understand. We measure science like energy by frequency or by, you know, uh, volts and this and that. And he said, now I realize that spiritual people, people who choose to live in that higher realm, are actually already living in that frequency, that energy. And it's not a woo-woo thing. It's an energy of a higher frequency and level that the higher you go in it, the more you step into love, self-love love of each other, love of planet, and it's not a kumbaya abstinence. It becomes an ownership of my contribution. And I think this rising up of our frequency right now is inviting people to self-love, to share love, to resonate that intent and to be a part of the equation. And this is why we're seeing so much innovation happening because of that rising up. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's so true, Sarah. And uh, yeah, can you imagine if uh, everyone on this planet could be aware <laughs> of these different levels, you know? Yes. And uh, I mean, owns authentically uh, these three levels for himself or herself and for the rest of humanity. But this is possible, you know. It's happening it's, again. It, it is it's happening. happening yes. It's happening already in uh, in many communities yes. that are expanding incredibly. You know, expanding about a particular area of knowledge, but also creating new ways of living together in in communities. Yes, and yes. it's really happening everywhere in the world. We're kind yes. of going back to how it used to be, because when you look at a village in the past. They had everybody in it, including the village idiot. And everybody, again, had their role. And that village was only as strong as everybody coming together in support, in celebration, in protection. If they didn't, that village would crumble. And so what we're doing is asking people in, to get synced in that synchronicity of coming together as a global village and serving one another, protecting and loving and supporting and celebrating one another that's really what we're asking isn't it but again it's we want you to join the feast of life but what dish are you bringing because if it's sour we don't want it <laughs> right we want a dish that really is going to feed the possibilities and that we can feast on and allow those creativities to flow and as i said it is happening the reason that we don't hear about it on the mainstream news is because they're still feeding the old paradigm they're yeah. still feeding the fear they're still feeding the the panic and the yeah. chaos because that's still the old management's way of keeping people in control exactly. the other way is the control of the people is to invite them to have self-control yeah. Yeah. And to want to be a part of the equation. Now you're actually in control of something. But mm -hmm. when you come at it from a place of fear, then you've yeah. lost control, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, in fact, uh, this is where, you know, the most of awareness is needed. Yes. To, yeah. to, 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 to make this a transitioning process faster. You know, yeah. uh, we need to get rid of our fears. We need to, we need, I would say first, uh, the, the, the origin of our fears, because otherwise uh, I don't think, uh, you know, the majority of people will get rid of their fears uh, forever. Fears right. uh, in a way or in another will come back. But we yeah, and we don't want to be so fearless that we're stupid. You know, the no, fear has no. its reasons. Don't walk in front of a bus. There's a reason for it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There is a reason. Don't and be crippled so, by them. <laughs> exactly. There are some fears that, uh, you know, have some positive meaning, but yes. some other fears that, that doesn't. Yes. And we need to understand uh, the origin of those fears to get rid of them, you know, and uh, don't go in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in that space anymore. Yeah. But trust our own fears, the fears that we can control, but mm. not the fears that are imposed to us, you know, by the system, by the culture. Uh, so this is another key piece. Right. 
Yeah. See, you know, when you, you've got two fears in play right now, you've got one, the government fear, you're going to lose your jobs. You know, the, com the country is going to lose its power if it changes to alternative energies. Then you've got the other fear that if we don't do anything, this planet isn't going to be around for us anymore. And then you've also got another dialogue coming in from, from uh, environmentalists saying, but this planet's going for a normal transition that it would go through. Look at history. Right. And then it's going through these changes and shifts because that's what this planet does. But then there's another argument. Yes, but how much of us humans are, are forcing that change to be faster? And mm -hmm. also, how much can we prepare for those natural changes as opposed to the imposed changes? There's mm -hmm. such a conversation to be had here that if we stop focusing only on one or the other and we put everything on the table, we would be able to have that conversation where we would find the resolve. And what we're, what's the common word we're looking for here amongst everything in our hearts, in our souls, in our economics, in our environment is sustainability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if we're all addressing sustainability that allows us to grow, allows the planet to stabilize, allows us to adjust to whatever is naturally occurring in the, in the environmental change, we're looking at that sustainability because that's our security. Yeah, absolutely. And sustainability is also about security. You know, yes. our security on this planet, our health yes. on this planet. Yes. And I mean, health, issue, uh, health <sighs> issues are rising yes. tremendously everywhere. Not only because of the impacts of the climate change, but also because the way we... Uh, address, we it. It. Yeah, address it address that issue but also we fed ourselves you know oh. what we eat what we drink yes. you know yes. for decades you know and uh, chemicals yeah. I mean yeah. this is something that really needs to be changed as soon as possible if we think about uh, the traditional food system the agro industry uh, it, has, it has to change completely we and have more disease today we than have. we've ever had. And yet yeah. we have more. We can, we can, I've just seen a thing of a guy who had arm transplants. We can do heart, liver, lungs, eyes, you name it, skin transplants, arm transplants. We can do 3D models of, of bodies. You know, we can do all of that miraculous stuff. But what we can't do is sustain our health. And anxiety is one that's driving things up. The amount of sugar sugar in foods, the amount of um, fructose and chemicals that is changing our chemistry in our body that's bringing about dis-ease, yeah, right? So we're looking at a world that is so unhealthy today. There is more food on the planet than has ever been. There is more waste than yeah. ever before. Somewhere along the line, we're not doing it right, folks. We have to rethink this. And part yeah. of it, this is a dial back to the old days. Grow what you eat, eat locally, eat without the preservatives, shop regularly so you're not having to have these preservatives to keep things on the shelves for months at, at a time, right? Mm. Cook more, yeah. right? Instead of fast foods and all of that. We've, some mm. things we do have to go back to the old ways yeah. in order to be healthier because yeah. this fast way of living and eating is what's killing us. Absolutely. It's not only, you know, by a physical point yeah. of view, but also emotional, ah. spiritual, you yeah. know, uh, and uh, 
I'm just thinking that, uh, you know, what is unhealthy for us usually is unsustainable for the planet and yeah. vice versa. Yes. What is sustainable for the planet usually is good for our health. Yes. Well, we're all part of the same energy, aren't we? We are. Yeah. We are. So this is another key message that is important to, you know, tell everyone, share with everyone. Yeah. And obviously this is going to impact, you know, uh, the, the way... Uh, uh, we produce, we consume. But I would also say that the more the people are informed about what is good for their health and for the planet at the same time, the more the people can decide what to buy or not to buy. And this is an incredible power that each of us as global citizens and global consumers have. You know, we can tell companies we can tell different industry we want to change yes we want to change the system because it doesn't work anymore right that's why we're no. seeing veganism on the rise we're seeing organic shopping on the rise um you know when when we do look at the way we're manufacturing animals yeah. uh it, it is deplorable deplorable what we're doing oh. but it's also the grain that it takes to feed those animals could feed the world of hunger, uh, the amount of water they're taking the is energy. precious that we're losing. The amount of, uh, I think it's methane that they're producing is, is damaging our planet. And it's also unethical yeah. and immoral what we're doing. So, you know, there's so many aspects that we can look at things. And I, you know what? Yeah, you, you know, your roast beef on a Sunday, you know, may have to go. But out of need comes innovation. And uh, Richard Branson and many others have come about these, uh, you know, soluble and plant-based foods that taste like meat that are actually extraordinary. You know, they have vegan butchers now, yeah. right? Yeah. And this is the thing is, like, oh, veganism, you know, I don't want to be a granola person. Do you want to be a healthier person, yeah, right? Exactly. And it may not be full vegan, maybe you're just vegetarian. But the point is, as you said earlier, what goes in our body is what's going to come out, not just in health but it's yeah. also it affects our minds absolutely and negative fooding creates negativity going out exactly exactly absolutely and in fact we have now uh, many startup companies in the food uh, and innovation industry they are working about uh, plant-based proteins yes it's incredible what they are doing they are creating you know hamburger that uh, they are yes. not made of animal meat right. that for the moment, they call it meat, but it's coming from the plants, yes. you know, but the taste is incredibly very similar. So I, at that I, had, point, I had fish and chips the other day that I didn't know wasn't fish, right? <laughs> and A&W over here in Canada and North America has come up with a vegan burger that is so popular that they can't keep up with the demand. You know, and the thing is, is that, again, you're so used to your burger. Yeah. It's become a tradition for you. But when you pick up that burger, you've got to understand what you're feeding, mm. right? And what you're feeding is an industry that is damaging our planet, mm. that is causing starvation, that is consuming all our water, which is, as you said earlier, our golden uh, product right now. We are a planet that needs water. And mm. without it, we do not sustain. There is no sustainability without it. So every time you pick up that burger, you've got to be very conscious on so many levels of yeah. what you're feeding, 
right? But I would say, Sarah, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I would say in particular, first of all, what you're feeding is affecting your health. So yourself mm -hmm. first. Yes. You know? So yes. if that burger is uh, creating damage, yes, the first one that gets the damage, it's you. Yes. Your body inside and yeah. also outside is your brain. Yeah. You know? It affects everything. And everything. it's basically your health cannot sustain itself no. because you're putting garbage in. Exactly. And, it, and, it, and it's like your vehicle, your car. If you put in low quality oil in there and gasoline, you're going to go put, put, put along and somewhere along the line, it's going to go. Right? Yeah. It's the same with us. What we put in is going to maximize our performance. And if we put in inferior, then our performance isn't going to be very good. Exactly. And that damage creates a lot of diseases. Yes. And most of these diseases are allergy, you know, our uh, diabetes. diabetes. Oh, look, at, look at the increase of diabetes today. Yeah, because of the incredible sugar. amount of sugar that and we have yeah. everywhere. Yes, everything. Did you see the movie, The Sugar Movie? Yeah. It's, you know, the young man, I recommend this to everyone. It's going to wake you up. He comes from Australia. He goes throughout North America, I think just in six weeks, and has a North American diet. Yeah. And the amount of sugar that's in everything, he puts on 15 pounds. When he goes back, the detoxification that he had to go through was horrific. Mm -hmm. And you look at type 2 diabetes today. Yeah. Right now, diabetes 1 is, you know, is something totally different. But type 2 diabetes is an entirely a diet-based uh, disease. And it's been treated as common as a cold. And it's completely manageable by diet. And it is your diet that caused it in the first place. That's true. Right? Yeah. And it's because, as you said, they put sugar in everything. Even they say sugar-free. There's a, there's a fructose in there that mimics sugar, right, that is even more detrimental to you. So exactly. mindfulness, please, yeah. mindfulness. If you want to sustain the planet, sustain you first. Yeah, exactly. That's, a, that's really the key, sustaining ourselves first yes. to be able to sustain also our yes. planet. Yes, we can't be a part of something if we're all broken down, right? Yeah, exactly. So we need to be that plump, juicy human being that can contribute to it. Absolutely. And there's a great, a great need, you know, the contribution to everyone. Yeah. Yes. Really, really we need everyone become aware, uh, active. Yeah. But we're the solution we seek, aren't we? Yeah. It's exactly. not the politicians, it's not yeah. the, the corporations. Just like we do at the grocery store, our spending will make them change, right? Yeah, exactly. If we stop supporting them and demand alternative ways of shopping, it's the same with leather. You have pleather today, right? Mm. You have stuff that looks so much like leather, you don't even know it's not leather, and it's actually stronger, more durable. There are so many innovations. The more you back these, companies developing this the more we're going to see the embracement of change and the more you're going to realize of, of the practices that we have been doing yeah. how yeah. unsustainable or unsustainable they are but or how detrimental they exactly. are to us exactly. so the economics of where we're going yeah. isn't just the oil companies changing over to maybe solar or whatever they want to go to re-educating people. We know that all those manufacturing jobs are going to be automated anyway. Yeah. It's happening already. Human beings at that level are already losing their jobs. Yeah. 
So for people who are used to that kind of job, they're now being invited to use the brain cells and expand and learn something else that can take them further in life. Those are the kind of jobs that are plentiful right now. So it's not about just pushing our companies to do that and realizing that that transition can still equally sustainability sustainable, but it's also about our own inner stability mm -hmm. and what we bring to the equation. And we, we affect that by how we shop, mm -hmm. how we treat each other, how we eat, yeah. you know, what we use in our homes, even the energy, what are we using alternative type of energy sources? Mm -hmm. If we step into mindfulness through heartfulness, Yes. then we start being part of the equation that is part of the solution. Absolutely, Sarah. It's so true. And uh, yes, mm -hmm. I would say that sustainability starts within ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, on all the different levels that you mentioned, it's about taking little steps every day. We can take it at the supermarket. We can take it before going out, going to work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about... Uh, being with ourselves yes. on you know the physical the the emotional the spiritual level to be able to yeah. also sustain other other yes. human beings to do the same because uh, it has to be something that uh, uh, you know uh, a chain reaction exactly a sort of chain reaction we can't leave it for ourselves because that's not the purpose. It's not about me, myself and I, you know, the gloom, gloom from the Hobbit. It is about you being as enriched and as abundant as you can be and let your cup runneth over because the more fruitful and abundant you are, the more you've got to share. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it's also about, our fellow man that is, you know, because everybody, pretty well everyone I've interviewed here on Self-Discovery Radio, at some point in their life has had a redirect that's put them on their meaningful path now. But some of those people have literally had the rug pulled from underneath them and they've lost everything. And part of what we're doing here, there's a self-discovery community opening up very soon. And that is to help people that have lost everything get back up on their feet. And how we look at them, they're in transition. Just like the whole world is in transition right now. They're in transition from one paradigm to another. The more we enrich and pour into them, the faster they'll stand on their own two feet and step into their meaningful purpose and then be that for someone else. Yes. Right? Yes. So the way to fix a broken system sometimes is a new system, but sometimes mm -hmm. it's simply repairing something with loving kindness and yes. support. Sure. sure. And loving kindness, support, compassion, empathy. Yes. They're all fundamental pieces. Yes. You know, especially. And we can't live without them. Just like no? air or water, we can't live without them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The next, the next step for humanity is really uh, embrace all of these key parts. The whole you of know? us. All of us. Yeah, we, we've just, we've been working so much just on sections, haven't we? You know, I remember, I remember Microsoft at one point started having all of their programmers work independently of each other. Nobody knew how to work together. And we ended up with, was it Vista or whatever it was, you know, that disastrous program for a while. And they realized you couldn't have that. They did it for security reasons, but they realized, no, you had to have synergy. You had to have that synergy where there was a flow from one department to the other so that you create the rhythm 
yeah. that didn't have the break, which was which is where we're at in life. We're creating yeah. a rhythm. Absolutely. Now, your business, you empower individuals, teams, and organizations to balance global sustainability, human well-beingness, and economic growth. So will you tell people a little more about how you do that and how people can find you? Yes, uh, this is really my, my purpose in life. And, uh, you know, I, I work with individuals, with teams, with uh, organizations. And I work to create sustainability projects. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talk for an hour about sustainability, you know, the meaning of sustainability. Mm -hmm. And there's no one meaning equal to the other. Right. You know, everyone, every company, every organization creates their own meaning of sustainability, yeah. their own path. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here to support, to support all of these people, to empower all of these people because organizations are made by people. So it's always about people, you know. And uh, you can find me on, on the web. Uh, the name of my company is Etica Ambiente and it's uh, in Italian. And it's uh, two words that for me have a fundamental importance. Etica is uh, ethics and Ambiente is environment. Mm -hmm. So it's the unity right. of these two forces that for me are part of my inner values. Uh, you can find me on, on the web and just... Uh, Contact me if you want to, you know, create a, uh, a sustainable path uh, for your family, for your own company, for your community. I can help you in different way, you know, as a consultant, as a communicator, as a trainer, as a professional coach. And uh, uh, I'm also a volunteer. <laughs> I'm volunteering on different level, you know, for my community. And uh, I would like to add a few words uh, about the Climate Reality Project. Uh, uh, for which uh, I do a lot of uh, passionate volunteering work uh, and uh, I'm also the national coordinator for Italy for the organization and uh, this is an incredible way to put into practice all what we share today mm -hmm. in our fantastic conversation Sarah is being part of community uh, where you can share where you can create with the other people where you can collaborate and create environmental and social goods okay. and you can also empower other people to do the same so if I may add uh, it's important to have your professional career but uh, in order to make that transition to to find yourself you know to create increase your awareness it's important also to do some i would say something for the other people yes and it can be called volunteering it can be called in another way but uh, it's about it's already about sharing you it know? is participation participation yes it's, it's, it's very very important which is and, illumination <laughs> exactly and this is another source uh, another renewable source i yes. would say not coming from the sun but coming from yeah. you know the the energy of uh, humans human beings i mean when we learn to tap into our own energy we are become our own generator Exactly. And uh, when we step into that generator of energy, uh, feed the vessel properly, mind, body, and soul, um, and step into heart, uh, we, we resonate on a vibrational, on energy level that sustains us and then also can exude that energy out to others. 
So we are also our own sustainability if we learn how to do that and then also know where to actually spend it. So can you please spell your sites for those that are listening on the YouTube here? They're going to have it, but uh, for those that are just listening, can you spell both sites so how people can follow okay. you? So the website of my company is www. is e t a m uh, B I uh, E N T E dot C O M. Excellent. And uh, the other volunteer program that you do is ah, there a site yes. for that? Yes, it is uh, the Climate Reality Project. Uh, you can find it uh, on the web as climatrealityproject.org. Climate, sorry, climate. Reality. Reality right, so climaterealityproject.org. Yes. Yes. And I would also invite everyone to sign up to their newsletters to follow the Climate Reality Project on social medias because they can give you so many information and so many ways for you to already be active, right. you know? On different levels yes and uh, if you want to be trained just like I was by Al Gore just sign up to the newsletter and uh, just uh, scroll down the home page where there is uh, the climate reality leadership course you can find the page of the training we do about three trainings every year and now at the end of August there will be the largest ever training in Los Angeles where I think Al Gore will be training about 2050 people coming from all over the world so it's an amazing experience right. and of course these shows are pre-recorded so this is going to be airing in September or even yeah. October so people will just look to see when the next one is right the next one will be next year Okay. Uh, but uh, please sign up to the newsletter right. and just uh, uh, stay tuned for the next uh, training right. because they are just amazing. And you will be part of a wonderful international community of over 17,000 people. Exactly. Right and also there's this, you know, the Get Synced project here with, with Alison Goodwin on the Synchronicity um, series, which has been a part of that, signing up for that. There's also the Polly Higgins Ecocide, uh, Planetary Be an Earth Protector. There's also, you know, the, the, the Simple Policy, um, empowering your politicians to bring about the policies that will bring us together to resolve all of these issues. There are so many ways that you can be a part of something, but the point is be a part of something right get yeah. involved don't yeah, just say oh, it's somebody else's problem no it yeah. isn't you live here it's your problem too get involved do take whatever you can do yes make your voice heard yes yes yeah. and very 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 important yeah. so thank you so much Alison for being here today and sharing your passion and your conviction and the big word today is sustainability which first is within us so it can exude out and collaboratively we together can find what sustains us on this planet that sustains the planet. We also have got to not forget and for the people that are more um, scientifically spaced environment, what happens on this planet affects what happens in the universe and vice versa. So, you know, we owe it to existence to get out of our egos or our self-importance and step into the importance of sustaining ourselves so that we can be a part of the equation. That's so true, Sarah. And many thanks for this incredible conversation that we have. Uh, and uh, 
for your time and passion also around these incredible important topics they are important topics and you know a lot of people think that these are going to be such heavy science based type mm -hmm. uh, series it isn't because there are the scientists out there they're doing it but some of the biggest innovations in change has come from people ordinary people doing extraordinary things because they saw the need and they stepped up so we're asking people to step up into their humanity as human beings on this collective planet and be part of the village part of the collective part of the sustainability that's so true thank, thank you so you. much allison and uh, stay tuned for next week's show, folks. This is still continuing. There's still more wonderful people coming to you. And if you haven't got up and signed up for something by the end of this, I don't know what. <laughs> but it is about what's your part in it. And we need you. And when you do step up and become a part of it, it will elevate you in so many ways. So until next time, folks, bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcasts and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.